You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to Line Noise. I had the great fortune to speak to the disco legend that is Mark Sorone, a man whose music has been igniting dance floors for 50 years now. Um, we talked about his excellent new album, Sorone by Sorone. We talked about Michael Jackson, Jimmy Page, the best parties of the disco era, DJing, playing live to 800,000 people, and seduction via music. I really hope you enjoy it. I would like to start off asking a really obvious question. I know, I know I did ask this before, but it, it was really interesting your answer. Your new album is called Sorone by Sorone. And what exactly do you mean by that title? Okay. Um, um, as you know, from, maybe not, I'm a musician, I'm not a DJ. And I start the production and, the, and, the, and to perform uh, as a drummer on stage for close to 50 years now, not close, it's 50 years. And eight years ago, my record company, uh, Because Music, uh, 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 pushed me, uh, invite me to go as a DJ to perform on the, on the, on the, on the festival, on the big festival, uh, like Sona, like Glastonbury, like in the States, everywhere. So it was really exciting to do it. So of course it's it, it cannot be possible to perform that on uh, as a live, as a live performance. So I accept and I go to learn and I start to work with an Ableton, you know the machine Ableton. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I put uh, I put hundred and hundred uh, sample of my back catalog, it can be string, guitars, bass, whatever. I put a lot, and when I start to be a, a DJ. <laughs> Uh, uh, I start to play with a lot of uh, big remix I got from uh, Frankie Nichols for, uh, I mean, from uh, from the planet. Uh, made it 10 years and 10 years and 10 years ago in, in the past. And the public doesn't want that. The public want the original version. Wow. Sort of vintage. So I was a little bit like, you know, the sound from 40 or 50 years ago can be good still on the road, but... You know, you know what I mean. So I start to uh, to to perform not the, the the single version from the masters. I start to perform from the multi track with my with my Ableton, and of course I move the sound. Okay, and then I replay during the week the drums, and I redo the keyboard to minimize uh, uh, the keyboard for the harmonic because. Today we minimize, and the 70s we make, you know, we 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 love to develop the harmony. Anyway, in a few uh, years, uh, uh, the songs come as the sound of today, and uh, it's the the LP. It's really the sound I play when I'm on the stage, and of course my record company uh, pushed me said, Mark, can we release a set like that? Wow, wow, uh, okay, but let me work in the studio. So I work in the studio more to be a, a nice production, but the sounds come to me really on stage with the public. It's the first time, it's my 30 uh, LP, 3-0, sorry for my fucking bad English. It's good. <laughs> 
but uh, I can say, yes, I produce 80% of the production come from the stage, real on the stage. So, okay. Sorry for the long answer. It's a great answer. It's a great answer. I mean, were you at any point worried about reworking classic songs? I mean, you know, they, these are absolute classics we're talking about. These are songs that have sold millions of copies, been played millions of times, been the soundtrack to millions of people's lives. Did it worry you at all? For me, when I when I start to move my original track, to you know, because because when you are on on a big festival like like Sonar, for example, you have a big DJ in the front, big DJ after. So I want to be on road. I'm so happy, but I want uh, I want to I want to be a girl, you know. I don't want to be like to to look like you know the old picture. Oh yes, it's a no. I like to be involved on it. So uh, uh, I don't decide to to release these LPs. My record company pushed me to do it. I'm already uh, close to finish a new LPs, so it's gonna be released now at the end of uh, 23 uh, 2000. Uh, 2020, 2023 or 24. Uh, uh, it was, uh, I really asked my record company, you sure you want to do that? And their answer was, Mark, you happy to be on stage uh, as a DG. So please trust. Uh, it's really, really good for you to have that sound because it showed to the public what is the sermon sound of today. This is it. And the song... It's funny when I, when I revisit the song, I, I see I choose choice a sixteen song of my catalog, who is one hour of a set, but I play one hour and a half usually, and I decide uh, to change the a cappella because on stage I used the original a cappella, but. For that, that help is I want to be compact like I was in the 70s, 80s, to have the real sound and to bring the public to have a voyage. So I asked Brandon really he's a great singer, to sing the all LPs. And uh, also one just little remark, remark, we said that. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I, I feel with a lot of a big DG, big producer, big singer, uh, from the planet, uh, the DG, I'm, I'm sorry, I repeat, the DG, the big DG, produced great LPs today with a lot of uh, the, the top singer, singer worldwide. But for me, it sounds like sometimes like like, like, like a podcast, you know, like a, like a radio show. So I want to be compact. And compact, what it means to bring the people, if you like it, as a voyage for one, two, three, sixteen songs, no matter what the timing. Obviously, disco. Sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Disco is having a bit of a moment now in the charts. It's there's lots of disco influenced music going around. Um, why do you think that is? Why now? I will say the dance, the disco is what? It's a disco music, it's a dance music for the discotheque. Right, I never, uh, I never feel uh, and see the, the, the that style disappear. Otherwise, I will, uh, I will be, I will be dead. Uh, 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 few months, the world changed. House music, groove, garage, no matter what. But the dance music, 
the the music for the dancer to to feel with the body never move. What I what I feel today the difference from the last I, I can say from the last uh, four or five years on on the festival what I see the public the young public react little bit like the 70s he doesn't care if someone's gonna look at him moving like uh, you know to leave the to leave the planet and to be on the on the on the sky on the dream that kind of, I don't know if you understand what I mean but that kind of feel today I find for the first time yes that is the difference why that <laughs> maybe it's the best music to live and to live as a dream to live somewhere maybe so i the, you know the, the 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 massive success of the hip hop you have to be concentrated to understand the lyrics uh the pop it's easy what kind of, what else uh, what kind else uh, uh, music we can say that uh, uh, you can hear to to leave the planet yes i, I can say that yeah, yeah. So I love disco, um, and I was... That is good news for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born in 1977, so obviously, you know, I didn't... I missed the original disco era. Um, I mean, I was alive, but, you know. I wanted to ask, what did it feel like to make it so big in the United States in the 1970s? For you. Why do you want me to answer that? I don't. I was the first surprised. It's because when I when I uh, when I uh, produced that 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 LP in in UK at Trident Studio, when I come back in France, everybody said to me, "What is it? What is it? That drum so in the front? It's impossible. Sixteen minutes and a half longer. It's never going to be in the radio." So I tried to explain it's not for the radio. I concept uh, uh, an LPs and song and, and music to be played on the on the discotheque on the dance floor. Nobody understand. So from UK, when I record, I meet some people who can help me to manufacture it few vinyl, and I I, I, I ask for I ordered to Island uh, Island Record at that at that time. Island said to me, not okay, but not less than five thousand. Wow, what I'm going to do with 5,000 copies? But I said, okay. So after, with few friends, I start to sell on the shop uh, and to go to, the, to the, the club, and the reaction was absolutely incredible, immediate. And uh, some shop from France sent back to some uh, reseller in New York, and this is the the way my record go to New York, and why my first contract was uh, was signed with Atlantic Records. Why I don't have uh, any answer. I was the first surprise, and when I receive a Grammy or whatever, uh, you know, recompense. I we said it recompense. Yeah, recompense. Did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was surprised. Second surprise is the, the longer because for me it, it is. I was like, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be for two, three months and then out. Because also when I produced Love in C Minor, for for me inside of me, it was my last recording. And then I'm gonna change. Uh, I gotta stop the the music. I want to be serious, you know. 
And funny, 50 years after, I'm talking about that with you. So talking about the bass drum, putting the bass drum to the front, you said you were the first person to do that, to bring the bass drum right to the front of music, um, which is something we've had in disco, we've had in house, we have in techno. How did you How think... did I find that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, I, I was a dr the drummer of the of band Nomade Kungas. Yeah. Before when I was, uh, I, I go on the solo. And the uh, Kungas, it was uh, Afro rock. And I have uh, two percussionists who in the middle of a house show go to the solo and to help them and to to you know to to really to go i find i find to play the the kick and the hi-hat when he good when it, when he live really strong this is where i find the idea so when i decide to do a lovinci minor who i promise to you well for me it will we're gonna sell like 12 maybe 15. <laughs> That's it. So I record the kick, first of all, for 20 minutes, then the hi-hat to have a pure sound in the studio, then the snare. Take me uh, one day and a half to do this, uh, you know, with the key, with the click on the, on the, on the heel. And sometimes it, you, know, you lose the click and it, it sounds like that. And the day after we put the bass and then I construct the track like that. But I was... I don't have a concept. I'm gonna do this. It, it come like that with a with a live uh, feeling. So I can see you have a drum kit in the background. Obviously, you 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 are a drummer. I, it, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you. Uh, no, I just want to say, is drumming still your first love? Of course. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Of course, it's it's uh, today on the on the big festival when I do uh, as a DJ. I finish with Supernatural, long version as a drummer. Of course, every day, uh, not every day, but so much. All of my records made it on the 50 years, it's it's live drums. On the Surround by Surround, it's live drums. Going back to the disco era, the, the 1970s, what was the best party you went to? Oh, it's the, the Studio 54 period. But I cannot say too much, too much to you about that. Uh, it was really, really incredible period. Uh, uh, the world was great. was the nice period. The pills, the sex, you know, the, the pills for the, for the girls with the sex arrived just two years ago. I, I, I mean... We don't have any reference with the coke, uh, the drug. Uh, nobody tell us it's not good, it's going to be bad for your body. So we take it. Everybody was in excess. And uh, like a provocateur a little bit, we was every, everyone. Uh, also, uh, that middle of the 70s period was a really a period where when the all... Uh, Artists who can, come on, do you say? Dare. Yeah, thank you. You speak French a little bit. <laughs> uh, was at the, at, the, at the maximum used. I mean, everybody can, can do anything. You know, there is no, 
nothing can stop you to do this. This is why uh, uh, Warhol made, a, made his art. You know, so many people critique that. What is it? It's a negative picture, whatever. I mean, Gautier, good. Uh, myself, we was a, a pack of a young guy, provocateur, but creative. On, we, we see the, the, the gift 50 years after how much this period influenced the culture worldwide. I want to ask about French people and making music because French people have a big history of making excellent disco music, starting with yourself, uh, making excellent house music. Um, why do you think the French are so good at these kinds of music? Do you have an idea? I thanks the DJ. You know, I passed so many decades to receive from the DJ. Oh, surround you, open the door. If he was uh, uh, you, you, you permit uh, a DJ to be look like an artist and not just like a disco jockey. So uh, I was always, oh, yeah, oh, thank you. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, today I can reverse that. I can say thanks to the DJ. Yes. Because the DJ sampled my back catalog so much, remixed it, and it permit my sound to continue decade after decade, generation after generation. Why the French DJ are so good? That is, that is a fucking good question. I, I don't, I don't have really an answer. Daft Punk pushed the point on the table to, to show how the create the French can be creative, and it changes. So at my time uh, in in states, a lot of media said, "Oh, it's the it's the French sound." With Daft Punk, it's come, it's come, uh, come as is a French touch. Yes. Then, but so many French uh, big DJ are so so good, so creative. Yes. You Maybe the French, the French uh, musician and artist are not so bad. <laughs> I'm a fan. Thank you. <laughs> so, thousands of people have sampled your work. Do you have one favorite example of someone sampling your music? Oh, I got so much Daft Punk, Bob Sinclair, McCartney, Lionel Richie, Pink. I mean, what? It's... Oh, I can give you a great example. Years ago, Purple Disco Machine mm -hmm. came to me to sample the bridge of one of the tracks I made with a great artist, Don Ray. And it's the bridge. And I love very much that track. And that track doesn't have real life in the past. So when I received that, uh, that, that editing, he made it, I was so impressed. I come back to him. I said, number one, yes, you got the, the, the right, the clearance. Number two, I got the multi-track. Let me edit the way you do, and send you the stem. What you're going to do with it? The guy was was really surprised of my reaction. And he, and he put on top a great gimmick of bass. Really great. And he sent me back. So I said to him, oh, let me change the drums. Let me make the drums today. I do the drums, and I send him back. So we back and forth. 
from a, uh, from a, um, a clearance sample, now it comes to a, a really great collaboration. And uh, the track works very well. And uh, we're going to have a release in two months with the melody and top line mediated with an incredible singer. This is a surprise for January uh, 23. Excellent. Oh, same track. I asked uh, Alan Brakes, who is a French producer who has remixed you, uh, if he had any questions he wanted to ask. Uh, and he came up with some great questions, one of which was, do you feel nostalgic for the recording techniques of the 1970s and 1980s? It's completely different. Why? Because in the 70s, we don't have so much synthesizer. The first synthesizer I received and I used, I made Supernature with it. It was my LP number three. At that time, everybody played on live. And when we play with, you know, with, with uh, the, the, the bass guitars, clav uh, keyboard, drums, everybody played together at the same time. So the difference, it, I don't regret, but it was something more uh, sensual for me. It's when you play on live, the, 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 the beat is moving a little bit, like human. And uh, uh, now it's coming better. But in the 2000, for example, on the period of uh, 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 EDM, you know, it was so mechanic. Like robotic, that made me make me like oh, and this is why this is why I tried to do with the, with the, my last LPs to be like that, but with with some groove, you know. If it's for body, the body react with the the caress. Yeah, you no, not just a finger and the ass, you know. <laughs> sorry for that. <laughs> Uh, another question from Alan. He said, uh, in your career in 50 years, have you noticed any changes in the way in which people enjoy music in nightclubs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> which kind of example? You want an example? But what is the change? Please, yeah. If you want the, the music, the, the, the music, I like it for the body. On the period of the 80s, we can say everybody put that on the box to listen at home sometime, except if you go to the club. Uh, today, it's large, not in a box. I can say in the, in the five decades, the dance music go out of the box and go back to the box. It's, 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 you know, it depends about the style. And uh, if I said the pop, the pop music, uh, now, uh, uh, the pop music use so much the, the disco feel. So this probably is one uh, reason why the disco uh, cross the barrier and, and, and make a, much more larger, larger than it was in the 80s of all the 90s. You know, when the house, when the people love the house music, to hear the loud music, you have to go to the club. Today, you don't have, you don't need to go to the club to hear the the leg of the disco. It's it's really uh, 
uh, if you hear the new uh, some of, of new artists uh, uh, worldwide on the pop, you feel what the message of the disco. I mean, it's you have to feel the track, not just with the lyrics, musically, the the. Um, the, also, the way it, the the world of the um, the construction of the of the song, there is much more space now for the music, you know, to take out the 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 lyrics, the, the with the bridge, the construction is not anymore like uh, the pop, you know, intro, verse, chorus, first chorus, bridge, chorus, you know, it's more much more creative now. It's much more. A space to listening exactly what's happened. If you understand my yes, yes, yeah. Um, what was it like working with Jimmy Page on Rocket in My Pocket? When I do Rocket in the Pocket, it was the period when the, when I was uh, really on the. You know, it's been on before after three years, absolutely crazy drugs, sex, alcohol. On tour, and um, I cross uh, Jimmy Page, and I ask him to do a solo, and he said to me, "Oh yeah, why not? I'm gonna come to the studio next week." So because I got that that game in front of me, so it was strange for me too. If you hear the track "Rock in the Pocket" through the end. With the brass, I asked to play pa 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 pa, and I pushed the button of the the toilet. It it's I was nothing in the front, it's just to, to play again. Yeah. Rocket in the pocket. Yeah. I think uh, Lena Lovish uh, write a uh, great lyrics of that. Rocket yeah. in the pocket means and four o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning. Uh, and what was it like working with Latoya Jackson? Oh, Latoya Jackson was that was in eighty four, eighty five, something like that. A friend of my, a friend of my who was a, a huge producer of event for Michael for Madonna. Uh, I was in LA and she called me and said, "Can I come to have a tea for me? You have a, a cup of, uh, of tea for me?" I said, "Yeah, why?" Oh, I want to have a tea uh, with you. Why? Something strange. Why you ask me that? She said, because I'm with uh, the mother and the sister of Michael Jackson. And she wants to meet you. Okay, come. with pleasure. And uh, she arrived at home. We discussed. Then I put, uh, I bring uh, Latoya to my uh, small studio at home. We start to hear music and music. She leave uh, me with the little cassette, you know, at the time, the cassette. And uh, the day after, she called me and said, uh, my, br my uh, brother would like to meet you. I met him at the Atlantic Records when he was on the Jackson 5. So I said, well, yeah, with pleasure. So the day after, I go to, to meet Michael. And he asked me to produce uh, his sister. It was an honor and, and uh, you know, I was uh, really excited to do it. So I made it. I read I, that was the time when he when he produced um, at home. He's got a great studio with SSL board and everything. Uh, when he when he produced bad, wow! Well, I hear in the morning 
when when we come with Latoya to play what we do last night or whatever, and he played few few moments, it was already wow, wow. I I read that you played to eight hundred thousand people in Tokyo Harbor. Yeah, that was for the um, the first program program of the high uh, definition satellite. The first hours. It was an incredible time. It, I mean, I think it was 22 or 25 uh, big video screen on the city. Uh, I see only uh, maybe uh, 50 or 80,000 uh, public. But when I heard, it was uh, 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 one day really proud for the Japanese for the, for the satellite. How does it feel playing to so many people? It's the same than the, it's, you know, uh, 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 how we say, how on dit the track? My body feels always really emotional, like the, if I'm going to play on the stage for the first time of my life, in the front of 1,000 or 50,000 or 100,000. Some people said, oh, Sovron, after 50 years, come on. I promise to you. And my answer was always, the day I lose that, I stop. Because it's 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 for me something like, uh, uh, how we said, like, give me one second. Yeah, it's like you want to make a, a selection to someone. You know, before you speak with, with him, you feel a little bit like, ah, I'm going to be good, it's going to be okay, I'm not going to look stupid. Uh, you know, a lot of little questions like that to be uh, emotionally, uh, yes, touch. One of the first times I heard Supernature, it was on a compilation called Final Song, where a number of producers uh, and artists chose the last song they would listen to before they died. Uh, and it was Kevin Saunderson, you know, the, the, the Detroit producer who chose Supernature. I want to know, what song would you choose as the final song to listen to before you die? Have you ever thought of that? I don't have, I don't like this idea in mind and I don't want to have it. Okay, fair enough. And I, 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 I'm absolutely not ready to die. Good, good, good. Okay, I, I want with my, with my age to dance every weekend uh, uh, with a with a lot of uh, people in front, eighteen to thirty five, who knew the song. And uh, two weeks ago, uh, uh, on the big festival, the young 20, 22 years old. You know, after the show, I'm coming to the front and thanks, da, 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 da. and I see the young people look at me and said, "Saran, we are your future." <laughs> I mean, I have a time to die. Please. Okay, good. Give me, uh, okay. give me a little bit more time. <laughs> good, good. Okay, one final question, if I may. This one comes from uh, Alan Brakes again. What are your best memories on stage and in the studio? Oh. Wow. 
I have so many great memory with Michael when I play uh, at, at, at the end of the session of the vocal session of Latoya. I was in the on the on the on the cabin, you know, and he was there uh, with Jimmy Jimmy Page also during the solo on. Uh, I have many Santa, with uh, with the Santana on on studio. I cannot answer like that. I have a lot, a lot great memory, and I pass my life in the studio and stage. Uh, uh, it's my life. I really passed 50 years of my life on the music, on the box. And sometimes when I want to be serious and I come, I come to the real life. Wow, I really, I really want to go back to my tree and stay on the music. And what is the music? Stage, studio, stage, is studio. Mark, Saron, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey, again, thank you to be a nice guy. My English is really bad sometimes, specifically, specifically the Monday morning. Ah, mais c'est mieux que mon français. You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Cupra.